Hey guys, editing Matt here. I just wanted to let you guys know that in this episode, for whatever reason, uh, OBS, what I was using to record during this time, it just decided to mess up my recording for no reason. Uh, I've switched to a different recording software that works much better, uh, but for this episode in particular, it's the only, uh, it's the only rough recording. Uh, I sound a bit robot-y. I don't think it's unlistenable by any means, but I thought I'd just let you guys know. Alright, enjoy the episode. Good evening, and welcome to Road Trip Criminals, the show where we cover one crime from every state in the United States. Today, we are on episode four, and we are covering Arkansas. I'm here with Jessica. Hello. And uh, before we get started, uh, I believe you have some facts about Arkansas. I do have a couple of fun facts for y'all. So, Arkansas, it does have an official nickname. Yes. Second one we've covered so far that has one. Um, and it is the natural state. Natural state. I knew yeah. that one. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> It's on, I believe, all the uh, license plates, it right? Is. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was when we were there, at yeah. least. Yeah, we, we, we um, lived there when, we were, when yep. we were young for most of our lives, actually, <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah. We moved around a few times, but yeah. I went from, I was, we lived there from when I was in preschool to ninth grade. Wow. I was there seventh through twelfth. Well, you were, well, we also lived in Mountain Home. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we lived in two different so places. So I went there. Yeah, I lived there second grade to sixth grade, and then started seventh and through twelfth. Bentonville. Yeah. yeah, through twelfth. So seventh through twelfth in Bentonville. Mm-hmm. So we spent a good half of our lives there. Um, a lot of time in Arkansas. A lot of time in Arkansas. <laughs> um, so it's it's probably the state I know most about because we had to take like Arkansas history class and stuff like that. So, yep. uh, but I don't know why it's called the natural state. So what's up with that? Well, hopefully I can answer you. Also, a uh, quick fun fact. They used the former uh, nickname of it was the bear state. So we'll also get to that. Okay. Never saw a bear <laughs> when I was there. I've seen more bears no, in Tennessee. I've seen a lot more bears here yeah. in Tennessee. Yeah. Okay, that's probably why they changed so, it. Probably. <laughs> so it was called the natural state. And it was, that's been the official nickname since 1995. So, been there a good while. Um, But they decided to call it that for its, uh, just its natural beauty and things like that. But I was also told uh, in my Arkansas history class that it was called that because Arkansas has such drastic sort of changes in weather as you go south um and so we're yeah and so we are also um like self-sustainable right um with a natural so like a lot of the southern (laughs) yeah basically you hear all those tornadoes in uh fort smith or whatever and mina yeah we're tornado Um, valley right on the edge of it yes (laughs) but there's a lot of rice and things grown in southern the southern part of arkansas Mm. And so, 
um, and they grow all sorts of other stuff there too, corn and soybeans, I believe as well. Mm. And so, yeah, isn't Arkansas? I was told, isn't Arkansas the biggest uh, producer of rice outside of like Asia <laughs> or something like that? I feel like I heard that. It it might be. I'm not sure. I, I didn't. Or maybe it's just okay. in the U.S. <laughs> but maybe in the U.S. But I know they um, make a lot of rice there. They have a lot of rice, but. Because of that, um, Arkansas could be fairly self-sustaining from mm -hmm. all of that. And so that's another reason why I was told it was called the natural state, was because of how self-sustaining it could be. That makes sense. Um, yep. So, let's get to why it used to be called the bear state. <laughs> I think I have a few guesses. So. <laughs> I don't think it's too hard to guess. Well, except for the lack of bears. Right. That makes it a little bit harder to guess. <laughs> Not a but lot um, the first recorded instance of it being called the Bear State was in 1858. Okay. So that was around for a while. But other states have also been called the Bear State, so mm. this doesn't make Arkansas special, <laughs> obviously. Just any state where there are bears, um, they <laughs> slap that title it's, it's on. It's the Bear State. <laughs> right <laughs> oh goodness but it's because apparently in the first half of the 19th century uh, Arkansas had a lot of Louisiana black bears mm. in there so it, I guess we were in the northern part of Arkansas so we wouldn't right. see the Louisiana black bears because those would probably be down south makes sense yeah although to be fair when we were in Louisiana I never saw a Louisiana black bear it's either true. so <laughs> Also, of course, I was also in the. <laughs> also, we were living in the Ozarks, so we're right, more... yeah. And when I was living in bears. Louisiana, I was living in the Gulf. Yeah, so we were in the bayou. more bayou, yeah. less bears. Right, more alligators. <laughs> more alligators, yeah. Apparently, there are sixteen uh, black bear species found in the United States. Mm. So, lots of black bears in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it was called the Bear State. Cool. At that time, I don't know what the population of bears is in Arkansas currently. I couldn't tell. Uh, I'm just fortunate that I've never run into one while I was there. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've never even heard of an encounter there when I lived there. Yeah. Um, something else fun was that Arkansas was also called the toothpick state. Okay. And that's in reference to the Bowie knife handles. Oh. Because during that time, you know, the 1800s or whatever... Everyone was carrying around a Bowie knife. Mm -hmm. And so, basically on everyone's hip, you could see the the handle of the Bowie knife, so it was right. the toothpick state. <laughs> the, the wooden handle, yeah. Yep. Also, it, it, it's also going to be called the Razorback state, because... Got a lot of hogs. You know, the hogs. <laughs> Which I also never saw a hog while we lived there. Never saw those either. I wonder if those were also in the South. <laughs> Apparently, they got all the cool stuff. I guess so. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know if I'd call wild animals cool necessarily. They're cool as long as they're not near me. Yeah, we just got tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, all right. One more fun one is uh, Rack and Sack. Mm -hmm. So, Rack and Sack was actually an insult um, and basically a, a slur against rural rural Arkansans. Um, they were basically portrayed as like, you know, the stereotypical hillbilly, right. um, banjo on the porch sort of 
thing. Um, but they decided to take it the word back. So actually, locals in Mountain Home mm. took it back. Um, specifically, it seems like the, the sort of head of that was someone named Jimmy Driftwood. Um, okay. I know. It's a fantastic name. That's a name. <laughs> um, but they basically took back the name and started the Rackensack Folklore Society. So it was the Rackensack Folklore Society, and now it's the Ozark Folk Center. Mm. So they, they took something that people were insulting them with and repurposed it into something they could be proud of. There you go. So good for them. So Arkansas's motto is, also in Latin, but in English, it's the people rule. Okay. Yep. The state bird is the mockingbird. I knew that The one. state flower is the apple blossom. Mm -hmm. The state mammal is the white-tailed deer. Saw quite a few of those while I was there. Yes. Um, the state food is the pecan. Okay. Yep. Why not? The state beverage is milk. That makes sense. Yep. And the state dance is the square dance, which I never learned while I was there. Nope. Unfortunate. Me neither. But... <laughs> no. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the state mineral is the diamond, isn't it? Uh, yes, I believe so. Well, the state the state gemstone is the diamond. Right. The state mineral is the quartz. Uh -huh. uh, because, yes, in Jonesboro, I believe, there was diamond the, there. There's also, I don't know if they used to call it Jonesboro. In southern Arkansas, there was the diamond mine, diamond mine which we went to when yeah. we were kids. Yes. I thought that was the one in Jonesboro, yeah. I thought it was further south. <laughs> Not sure. I don't remember. I know there was like a big, almost tourist sort of one yes. in Jonesboro. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Arkansas has like diamonds there or had diamonds there. I don't know I how do. their diamond, you know, facilities are running. <laughs> yeah. I imagine this. So, do. yep. So the state gemstone, diamond, state mineral is quartz and state rock is bauxite just in case anyone is curious cool. <laughs> yep but that's all for my fun facts cool. um so we'll go ahead and head into our not as fun facts tell me about crime i will so today we'll be talking about maude crawford from camden arkansas okay i'm not familiar with camden no it's further south I believe more on the the western side, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So, Maude was born as Maude Robinson on June 22nd of 1891 in okay. Greenville, Texas. Okay. She was the oldest of four children that her parents had. So, her mother died when she was, when Maude was nine. Not her mother. Her mother was not nine when she died. Right. <laughs> um, when Maude was, was nine, her mother died. Um, and so her maternal grandmother actually raised her in Warren, Arkansas. Okay. Um, so Maude graduated from Warren High School in 1911. All right. She was the valedictorian. So congratulations, Maude. And she attended the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville, hey, actually. I know that one. Yeah. Know that one as well. Took an SAT there. <laughs> I think I went there once for a Boy Scout thing. There you That's go. about it. Um... Yeah. I also, you know, toured the University of Arkansas since we lived right around that area. minutes from there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but in uh, in 1916, she actually got a job as a stenographer, which is, cool. you know, the person that transcribes what people are saying. Mm-hmm. So, like, the court stenographer is the person who's writing down what everyone's saying in court, right. things like that. So she got a job as a stenographer at the um, Gone Law Firm in Camden, Arkansas. So that's how she got to Camden. Okay. On December 7th of 1925, uh, Maud marries her husband from then on, mm-hmm. <laughs> Clyde Crawford. Um, they end up never having any children together. Okay. But it seems like they were happy together. That's good. <laughs> that's what matters. Uh, yep. So yeah, in, in 1927, Maud was allowed to take the bar exam, mm-hmm. uh, even though she had never gone to law school. Wow. But, no, they have a thing, or at least they used to have a thing, where um, because she had worked at a law firm, mm-hmm. she had acquired legal knowledge, and so she was allowed to take the exam for that because she had experience, basically. Cool. Um, yeah. So couple fun facts here are is um so Maud took that in 1927 which is 10 years after women were first allowed to practice law in Arkansas okay yep so the first female lawyer in Arkansas was Sarah Shields who became a lawyer in 1918 okay so she was the first female lawyer in Arkansas hmm in case anyone was curious, the first state to allow a woman to become a lawyer was Iowa in 1869. Hmm. So Iowa was on top of it. <laughs> there you go. Interesting choice. Um, yep. All I knew about Iowa before was that they had a lot of corn. And now they're also the first state to allow a woman to become a lawyer super ahead of everyone else, yeah. it seems like. <laughs> Good 50 years. Yeah. Anyway, back to Maud. Um, so... She took the the exam at the University of Arkansas School of Law um, with students that had graduated from the School of Law, (laughs) and she managed to pass first in the class. Damn. All right. So. All right. Way to go, Maude. So Maude worked for the Gone, McClellan, and Laney law firm, um, Mm. which I don't... So earlier I said that um, she got her, her job as a stenographer at the, the Gone Law Firm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if McClellan and Laney were with them at that time or if they came in as partners later. Okay. Um, the, the, everything I saw just called it the Gone Law Firm at, at first and then added the other two later. Okay. So I have to assume that at some point the other two came in as partners. Also, uh, the McClellan in there... Uh, he would later become a senator hmm. for Arkansas. Okay. So. Good for him. Yep. So. She was running in high circles then. Yes. She she had some uh, names with her. Yeah. <laughs> of course, she was making a name for herself as well. She was doing very well. Yeah, I imagine so. Yes. Um, so Maude worked at that law firm in estate management and titles. Okay. Um, she was actually the title expert at the firm um, and the first female lawyer in Camden. Okay. So, but both of those were important in the area because there was an oil boom going on mm-hmm. in that yeah. time. In 1940, skipping around a few years, 
1940, she was the first woman elected to the Camden City Council and served until 1948. Mm. In 1942, she was one of the founders of the Arkansas Girl State. There was already a Arkansas Boy State, mm-hmm. um, which that allowed high school students for the girls won girls and the boys won boys, obviously, to mm-hmm. go to Little Rock and for a week and study how the government works. So cool. she was able to help a lot of girls go potentially into to government work for that right. sort of thing. Um, she was one of the eight counselors for that program from 1942 until 1957. So okay. she did a lot of work with them to help them out. She was the president of pretty much every women's club that she was able to. So she was the president of the Business and Professionals Women's Club, uh, the American Legion Auxiliary, and the Pilot Club International, which was a sister club of Rotary International before Mm. Rotary accepted women. Okay. Um, The Pilot Club actually named her Woman of the Year in 1954. Um. And when Camden was awarded Outstanding uh, Community Improvement in 1955, Maud was selected to go to Little Rock and give the acceptance speech and accept the award uh, on behalf of Camden. Wow. So, Maud was doing very well. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> so, Maud also had a, a, was friends with a, a woman named Rose Berg, mm-hmm. who owned a lot of, of land and um, things in Camden around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Rose uh, came down with what seems to be Alzheimer's. She was never officially diagnosed, mm-hmm. but it's, it's believed to be Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And so Maud became her legal guardian um, because Rose was a widow at that point. Okay. And I believe at the... In the end, her estate was worth about $20 million at that time. Um, so Maud was, was in charge of, of protecting that estate because she was an estate manager mm-hmm. and Rose's friend. Right. So that comes into play later. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it would. So that's $20 million <laughs> at the time? At the time. Jesus. Um, so $20 million at the time. Currently... About a hundred eighty-five million dollars. Christ. Yes. So, she was worth quite a bit of money. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, um, she owned a lot of land, um, and a lot of it had oil on it. Mm. And she also owned timber companies or land that the timber companies were taking wood from. Right. So, she, a lot of that worth comes from that as mm. well. Those. Uh, businesses yes <laughs> so saturday march 2nd 1957 mm-hmm. it's a cold foggy rainy night and maud was sitting in her living room watching tv and shelling beans mm-hmm. nearby her her protective dalmatian named dowel lay keeping an eye over her okay clyde her husband went to the downtown Malco Theater to see a movie, as he did every night, um, and then headed to the Carter Liquor Store for some beers. Mm-hmm. Around 8.30 that night, Maud's cousin 
calls her, and they chat for a bit. And that's the last that everyone, anyone hears of Maud. Mm-hmm. So Clyde returns around 11.30 that night and noticed that the lights were on both inside and outside. Okay. The TV was still on, and the beans that Maud had been working on were still on the table, along with several of her legal documents that I suppose she was looking over. Mm-hmm. Her car was still in the driveway with the key in the ignition, which is apparently how she kept it, because she doesn't believe in safety. Oh, that's a different time. It, it was a different time, but it was still very odd right. to me. Um, but her key, the key was the, in the ignition. That's the way she kept it. Car was in the driveway. Her purse with $142, which is about $1,300 today, um, was inside the house untouched. Okay. Dal, which was Maud's, you know, overprotective Dalmatian, didn't seem upset or ruffled. He didn't seem to be bothered that Maud wasn't there. Um, Allegedly, Claude had asked Dal, where's Maud? And Dal had gone to the door uh, leading outside. Okay. So, don't know how true that is. That's just uh, something I saw and thought, hmm. Because apparently Clyde told the police that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all the doors leading outside were unlocked at that time as well. Okay. Once again, different time period. Yeah. So, seeing as there was nothing in the house to help locate her, Clyde waits until about 1 a.m. to see if she returns. And when she hadn't, um, he heads out and goes around town looking to see if he can find any trace of her. Mm-hmm. So he stopped some police officers to ask if there had been a car accident um, to possibly explain her absence. Right. Apparently they answered in the negative because he continued looking. Mm-hmm. Um, he checked cafes and some of her friends' homes to see if he could find any sign of her. Still nothing. Mm-hmm. So at 2 a.m., he decides to go to the police and report her missing. At the time of her disappearance, Maud was 65 years old, five foot five. 165 pounds, had gray hair, and blue eyes. Okay. So, the next day, police and volunteers search for Maud all through the county. Mm-hmm. And her disappearance was actually published in newspapers across the country um, mm. because at that point, um, McClellan had become a senator. Um, oh, yeah. He was an inactive partner at her law firm. But he was still once a partner there, right? Right. So because of her knowing him, that's how it became known across the entire nation that she had gone mm-hmm. missing. Right. Um, however, no trace of Maud has ever been found. Okay. Um, so, oh yeah, the FBI, FBI even placed her on their missing persons list. Mm-hmm. But again, no top. trace has been found of her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so about two weeks after her disappearance, the police chief was, was reported saying, we have not turned up a single clue, which is just what you want to hear from the police, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the newspaper that reported him saying that believed that the case was at a dead end. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a clue that ended up showing up in April of 1957. Clyde had ended up selling Maud's car 
and the new owner found a grocery receipt dated from March 2nd of 1957, um, which is the day that she disappeared. Okay. Um, and it had a Camden telephone number written on the back. I see. So he turned that over to the police, who thanked him, but he never heard anything back from them past that. Okay. So we don't know if it had any relation to the case or not. Yeah. In 1969, Maude was officially declared dead and a victim of foul play. Mm-hmm. Um, Clyde had died in 1969, never knowing what happened to his wife. Shame. So at the time of her disappearance, the main theory that people had was that Maude had been kidnapped by the mafia mm-hmm. to intimidate Senator McClellan. Mm-hmm. Because he had been working with Robert Kennedy investigating the mafia ties to organized labor. Right. So, basically due to her ties to him, she was potentially put at risk. Mm-hmm. However, no ransom note ever ended up showing up. Mm-hmm. And Senator, Senator McClellan um, stated that the mafia wouldn't try to intimidate him. So, right. that theory pretty much was dropped. <laughs> um, yeah, it makes sense, because yeah. you'd want to, you wouldn't want to intimidate them. You'd want to play innocent, you know? Right, yeah. But even if you didn't want to intimidate him, why would you pick someone from a former law firm and not, like, a child or a wife yeah, or yeah. A, another family member? That's, that's the thing, yeah. like, there's too many degrees of separation for it to make sense for a mafia yes right or maybe it was um, the mafia but it wasn't connected to him right yeah <laughs> so we get a much more solid theory mm-hmm. um from a woman named uh beth brickle mm-hmm. so beth brickle returned to her hometown of camden in 1985 mm-hmm. um before that she had been working as an actress um, and had decided to write a screenplay, actually, and had heard about what had happened to Maud, so she decided to go back to investigate some of it mm-hmm. um, and base her screenplay off of that. Cool. So after going around for about a week and finding out that it hadn't ever properly been investigated, mm-hmm. uh, Beth decided to throw out that screenplay and write an investigative newspaper report instead. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. She decided... She saw that justice hadn't been served and decided to do her best to serve justice instead. There you go. So, this led her to a 16-month-long investigation, uh, which included death threats to her Mm -hmm. and threats of legal action to the newspaper that ended up publishing her story. Hmm. But, in the end, she and the newspaper persevered and the end result was an 18-article front-page series in the Arkansas Gazette, mm-hmm. which is now the uh, Arkansas Democratic Gazette or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't remember. I remember seeing it when we were in Arkansas, but I don't remember the exact name of it. I just thought it was the Gazette still, <laughs> but I can't say I <laughs> remember the newspaper all that well. Well, it's, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do, do so, we ever find out who was sending her death threats? <laughs> just... No one was named, but you may see soon who she's kind of pointing fingers at, Mm -hmm. who may be interested in sending death threats her way. (laughs) 
And the person who threatened to sue the newspaper was the wife of the person she was accusing. Mm, okay. Which, even though she threatened to sue, she never actually went through with a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. So, just empty words. Right. Since then, Beth has combined the articles into a book that she sells on her website. Mm -hmm. um, but the first article is available for free on that website. Mm -hmm. So, if you want to have a look, go on there. Um, it should be one of the links down below. I believe it's... Uh, like Lu Luminaire Films or something like that? Lumiere Films? Is her website? <laughs> something like that. Um, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I'll be sure to put that in the description for this yep. episode. Should be at the top, probably. There you go. It's the one that starts with an L and has films in it. I can never remember her name, uh, the name of her website. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, as I said before, I think her... Theory. I'm just going to call it a theory for mm -hmm. now. Her theory of what happened to Maude is the strongest theory. Okay. Um, so Beth points her finger at Mike Berg, which was Roseberg's nephew. Okay. Um, as the culprit. I already see where this is going. Yes. <laughs> so he was already a multimillionaire businessman. Mm -hmm. And... He was also appointed to the Arkansas State Police Commission in 1955, mm -hmm. which he served on until his death in 1975. Okay. So he, he ended up dying before Beth came back to research, because she right. came back in 1985, okay. so 10 years after his death. Gotcha. So it turns out that uh, Mike believed he was entitled to his aunt's fortune. Okay. Um, at this point, his his uncle had already passed away, which the way that his uncle had split the estate was that he had given a quarter to Mike and left the rest to Rose. Okay. But Mike thought he was entitled to it because he believed that his father had been the main contri contributor to the business that his father and uncle had run together, mm -hmm. um, which I believe was called the Berg Brothers or something okay. like that. He thought his father had put in all the work, and I don't know why he would think he didn't get any reward or that he was entitled to the rest of it if it was split. Right. I don't know. <laughs> he sounds like a douche. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so, Rose apparently had a will where she left everything to her three nieces and nothing to Mike. <laughs> okay. Um, that had been written in 1957 by Maud. Okay. So, the nieces were not on the Berg side. It was on the other side of her family. Okay. Um, that, the, that her nieces were on. Her nieces also didn't live in Arkansas. Two lived in California. Um, and one lived in either Illinois or Iowa. I cannot remember. It was one of the I states. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was Idaho. Maybe Idaho, too. Idaho is also an I state. One of the I states her other niece lived in. Mm -hmm. So... Mike didn't want to share any of the estate with people who didn't even live in the same state. Because, basically, at the end of it, all of them would have a quarter of the estate, right? Since right. Rose had three quarters and Mike had one quarter and split along the three nieces, they'd each get a quarter of the estate. Right. So, again, he didn't 
like the thought of sharing, apparently. He never learned that sharing was caring. No, most rich people don't. <laughs> no. So, as I said, in 1957 is when Maud wrote that will up for Rose. Mm -hmm. However, all of the copies of the will happened to disappear. Okay. Right? Of course. So, one copy, right, one copy had been in Rose's safety deposit box at the bank. One was in the Berg business office, and one was in Maud's office. Okay. The nieces only had unsigned copies, and so you can't prove anything with it, right? right. So, it turns out that uh, there were some deeds found in the courthouse that had been signed by Rose after her mental state had started declining. Right. Um, and she had basically go along with anything okay. that transferred a large amount of those timber assets I was telling you about. Mm. Those were transferred to Hugh Mosley, who was a timber man who worked for Mike. Mm. I see. And then there was a deed that transferred them from Hugh to Mike. Mm -hmm. So there were several sketchy deeds like that at the courthouse. Right. Um, that gave Mike part or parts of Rose's estate until he basically owned everything. Mm -hmm. So the nieces weren't thrilled. Um, we're obviously very suspicious of Mike yeah, at this point. I imagine so. Um, but things got a bit more complicated because George Bauer, who is the co-executor of the estate, Thomas Gone which was one of the partners at Maud's workplace, if you remember, he was the one that she had been working with probably the longest. Mm -hmm. Those two and Mike Berg were actually fairly close. They were all friends. Right. So very not good when the co-executor of the estate and a lawyer are close friends with the person you aren't having a good time with. Right. So... This leads to how they could potentially get to all of those other wills, right? Mm -hmm. Because George Bauer was the one uh, in possession of the one at the Berg office. So he just shreds that or whatever. Right. Gone would be able to get to the one in Maud's office since he was a partner there. Mm -hmm. And Mike himself had actually stolen bonds from Rose's safety deposit box before and gone had to talk him into putting them back. So he had already stolen things from Rose's safety deposit box before. What's the will at this point? Right. So if you're wondering how all those copies got destroyed, that explains it. That could be how, yeah. but since it involved someone in her own office, Maud knew that she had to, kind of keep all this on a down low, mm -hmm. you know, the infighting and stuff. Right. So she did her best to fight Mike and make sure that Rose's wish to have everything go to her nieces was completed, right? She mm -hmm. fought Mike with everything she had. Right. Um, so about a month before she ended up disappearing, uh, Maude actually ended up confronting Mike about stealing timber um, those timber assets from Rose's estate, mm -hmm. which, you know, don't 
confront shady people. Right. Because they're shady and will disappear you real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, shortly before she disappeared, uh, Maude actually ended up telling Rose's nieces that after she retired, she was going to bring a lawsuit against Mike about the deeds that he had created to try and go around Rose's will. Mm-hmm. So he may, Mike might have heard about that too, since that was shortly before she disappeared. Right. And that would give, you know, both of those things where he, she confronted him and the lawsuit would give probably the best motive, plus just her being a hindrance to him, would be the motive for him to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just so he could do as he pleased. A lot of this is more or less being confirmed, or I guess, the you know, the motive and how sketchy Mike was has been confirmed mm-hmm. um, by Otis A. Henley, which was a detective assigned to Maud's case. So he ended up telling Beth that he had found evidence that pointed to Mike as the culprit. Mm-hmm. But when he told his, his superiors, they told him there was too much money involved and took him off the case and reassigned him. Classic. And, yep, <laughs> and all of his files on the case disappeared. Of course. Because remember, at this point, Mike was also, a, you know, part of the police commission. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Leave it to cops. Um, yep. Um, so, after Ma disappeared, there wasn't really anyone to stop Mike. Mm-hmm. So he was able to take his aunt's estate, which again, worth $20 million at that time, or $185 million in our time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was able to take that with basically no fight. There was nothing really the nieces could do at this point. He did end up giving each of Rose's nieces $187,000, which is about... One million seven hundred thousand dollars today, but they had to agree to relinquish their, yeah. But they had to relinquish their claims for Rose's estate. So he was basically like, "You can get this money, but you have to give up the rest of the estate, right?" Right. Uh, You could have one. So one hundredth of (laughs) the estate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I suppose they ended up going with that. They. Probably thought it was better than nothing. Yeah, I mean... So... I mean, I don't know what else it, they could do, right? I'm sure they felt awful for Maud disappearing because yeah. of all this. So, it was very... Uh, not a whole lot they could do in that situation, so... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, hands are tied, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You wouldn't want to put anyone else in danger either to try and fight him some more, mm-hmm. so. But as a result of Beth's series, uh, Maud's case was actually reopened by Prosecutor Bill McLean. Good. So, McLean now that they're subpoenaed not Mike's body. Corrupt anymore? Well, uh, hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> Keep going. Well, yeah. McLean subpoenaed Mike's bodyguard, Jack Doris. Um,. McLean suspected that Jack was involved with Maud's disappearance. So, mm-hmm. but Jack had cancer. Okay. And 
when McLean arrived to interview Jack, he found his family and the sheriff, who was a who was a cousin of someone who worked for Mike, there to meet him. <laughs> okay. Yep. So, the sheriff told off McLean because he felt that McLean was overstepping his bounds by operating in his county without his say-so, basically. Oh, <laughs> right? What year was this? This was 85 or after. I'm right. not, I don't have an exact date, okay. but it, that's when the, the article was run, so it must have been 85 or okay. a little bit later. But Mike still had those ties, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And during the time McLean was, was able to see Jack, he was groggy and incoherent. Mm-hmm. So McLean couldn't ask him any questions. Right. And Sheriff probably drugged Jack him. Jack died seven hours. Yeah, right? Uh, but Jack died seven hours later, mm-hmm. uh, like after McLean had arrived. Yeah. So I am also a little bit suspicious that he wasn't uh, encouraged to into his grave. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, this, what was his name? McLean? He was the prosecutor. Oh, he was the prosecutor. Okay. The, um, the bodyguard was, was Jack right. Doris. Okay. So, yeah. cool. Take back everything I said about <laughs> cops being good. <laughs> Last time I fall for complimenting yeah. a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the ones in Camden around that time. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, even then, like, what, 20 years later? They're still corrupt. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, are they still yeah, getting his money? Even... <laughs> or what? Well, I wonder. That's the sort of thing, right? Because he had died at that point yeah, he, a, been a decade a before yeah. then. Yeah. But, like I said, the sheriff had that tie because his cousin had worked for Mike. Mm-hmm. And so he might even feel like it's a family thing almost at that point where it's like oh he did right by my family so i'm gonna try and do right by him sort right of thing, by right? corrupting justice classic sheriff by yes <laughs> <laughs> by not giving proper justice to those who needed it do you it. know if the sheriff is still alive i do not okay. i don't even know the sheriff's cool. name at that point so. well if he is and by any chance he's listening to this uh hey you took an oath <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> you're, a ba- you're a bastardization of justice, and so is the rest of your your police force. Yep. Except for the one who tried to bring yes, except, the except evidence for forward He's and good. was not allowed yeah, to. Except it. for the person who stuck by his oath. <laughs> yes. Also, uh... Never mind, keep going. Okay. <laughs> yes, please don't anger the police force, Matthew. <laughs> What are they going to do? They're not going to leave their um, jurisdiction. <laughs> they're they're resting on their laurels with rich man money, right? <laughs> so, after Jack died, um, you know, at, at that point, mm. even at this point, basically everyone involved with the case has, has died. So, no one has tried to reopen it or anything like that. It's remained unsolved, but basically mm. a name only. <laughs> Right. I mean, I think yeah. it's just, I think it's really just waiting for someone who isn't corrupt in the police force to come forward and say, yeah, he did it. <laughs> like, yeah, to posthumously close and the case. again, 
Yeah. Um, however, I'm not sure how many of those officers are still alive today right, or, or are still in the involved proper in the state force. of mind. Yeah. Yes, to do so because this did take place in the 50s. Right. So they would have been. But it still had an effect. 20s, 30 years but... later. You know? Yes. So. It's true. Yeah. The 80s were. And. That was 35 years ago, was that. Yes. So. They could still have influence. So, I mean, it's just. It's a matter of time. But. Maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. They'll get a sheriff from out of town or something who <laughs> doesn't have any connections and isn't yeah like them you know yeah someone who hadn't been influenced who's willing to yeah who hadn't been paid to, off to put, right <laughs> um who would be able to officially close the case <clears throat> maybe you know assuming they didn't destroy the records from that police officer um, I mean, even if they did, put those forward something. they can't destroy, uh, what's her name, Beth, right? They can't yes. destroy her Beth, stuff. Uh, Brickle. And yeah. that's all there. <laughs> yes. So it might take a bit longer so, to re rebuild the case, but still, like, you know? Right. And, I mean, they won't officially be able to close it, right? Because they won't be able to bring him to trial since he died Right, but they can in posthumously indict him. Right. So it won't be very satisfying since he basically got what he wanted and died free. But Yeah, but it would give closure yeah, um, I mean, to Maud's case. It's exposing this this guy as the scumbag mm -hmm. he is and Yeah. You know, fully showing it to the world, stopping the defense Exposing those corrupt cops, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. still justice. Right. It's just, yeah. it came a bit too Not late because of the corrupt cops. Yes. Right. Because I'm sure they knew who it was from the get-go. Right. Because yeah. you said they the police to, basically to didn't to... investigate, right? Right. So he probably just sent yeah. an email like, hey, I killed this woman. <laughs> Like, well, he didn't send an email because right. it was in the 50s, but... Sent a letter he, or had a drink had connections. with his bud, you know? Said, hey, don't right, investigate exactly, because he had those connections. So, and, you know, back then, just a, a letter from a friend being like, hey, don't investigate this. You're like, yeah, okay. I didn't take an yeah. oath. <laughs> right. Fuck. Uh, corrupt cops piss me off. Yep. It's disgusting. Yeah. Because it's it's always it always ends up causing a miscarriage of justice. Yeah. And that makes me so angry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the one thing you you agree to do whenever you <laughs> become a cop, you don't do because someone asked you not to. Like it's fucking stupid. Or someone gave yeah. you a twenty dollar bill. Yes. Yeah. Like, Slid you some money Jesus under the table. Christ. <sighs> do your fucking job. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like giving a like giving a surgeon a 50 and being like, hey, don't operate on this person. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Right, like, yeah. It's, it's just stupid. <laughs> God. And like, yeah. Right. You, you'll get some money, but like, you know, 
maybe you will sleep well at night, but I, God, I hope you don't. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Like, and also, speaking of douchebags, Mike himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, man. He's, God, he, he feels like such a smarmy asshole. I just want to, like, slam his head into the ground just rub it in the dirt yeah, right I mean, like it's one of those guys he really is just like a fucking like cartoon villain like like yes. when, when you were describing like, him i don't know if you've seen the movie but he legitimately sounded like um adrian brody's character from the grand budapest hotel like just the most animated <laughs> over-the-top villain who is just the most hateable douche you like, should look up a picture of him because he has that real thin yeah. mustache too. What's his name? The, like that slicked back hair. Uh, Mike Berg, B E R G, from Camden, Arkansas. Just in case that matters. Is this um, Henry Meyer uh, Berg? I, I can't see. Yeah, I mean he he looks he looks like the dude from Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he looks like the bad guy from Willy yeah, Wonka. He, he looks yeah, the like, one who yeah. like. Met Charlie in the in the, in the alley yeah, or whatever, yeah. and was like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't he remember. <laughs> he looks like him, but without the hat." That's that's why, he, yeah, that's why he looks so familiar. So I looked at him, I'm like, "Why does he look familiar? He's from Willy Wonka." <laughs> like, come on, like, <laughs> oh god, that's oh, that's funny. I yeah, I don't know if you're looking at the same picture as I am. Hold I on, might be on. like just okay. his. Uh, Hold on, that's. Yeah, yeah, go. it's the same picture. Yeah, Discord. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put this picture as like the thumbnail for the uh, the thing. <laughs> it's so over the top, but <laughs> he he looks so villainous. <laughs> right, he's like, for my in my picture, at least he's like holding his hands yeah, together, like, and he just, he's literally doing uh, like the corporate villain at the desk pose. <laughs> like, yes, yes. Like, he, he looks like he should be stroking a cat. <laughs> He absolutely should. I would not be surprised if he had a big fluffy white cat that he yeah. kept with him. And like that that his right hand is fake and he pulls it off and fights Inspector Gadget. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> dude, like Yeah, he looks exactly how I expected him to. <laughs> yeah. And, like, man. I, I assume his his wife is probably dead at this point. Uh, probably. I would think so. Um, like I said, she was the one that threatened to sue the newspaper yeah, exactly. for your um defamation. Yeah. But didn't bring it to court. Well, if she is, and if she's listening, I hate your husband. <laughs> <laughs> I I I mean he. You know, you're from Arkansas, so you're probably a religious woman, so he's probably getting what he deserves now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, but, uh... He definitely, uh, did a whole lot of greed. Yeah. Had a whole lot of greed. Yeah. <laughs> greed, gluttony, pride, all that shit. Oh, yeah. He's, he, <laughs> he's what, uh... He's what St. Peter would call a home run. <laughs> like, that's, uh, he's covering all the bases, man. He's, 
Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. And I'm sure he's got children who are alive, and maybe they're better, but probably not. We can we can hope. We can, we can hope. hope that since then they've gotten better. His great great grandchildren or or so. Yeah, better. I mean, he's probably got grandchildren who are grown by this point. If he was around in the fifties, yeah, mm-hmm. like probably around our age, but yeah. Um, oh God. And hopefully they're they're better. <laughs> hopefully they they aren't cartoon villains who yeah. who can't <laughs> sit still with the twenty million dollars that they have. Like, right, because that was that's the thing too. It's like he already had a quarter. I could. <laughs> he was well. He already had a quarter, and he was already a multimillionaire businessman to start yeah, with yeah. before even that. Like so. Like at that point. You already got more money than you know what to do with. <laughs> Why do you need right. more? It's like, what's... Yeah, what's the point? Why have you taken it away from, you know, maybe not people on your side of the family, but people who were family to your family? Yeah, like, you got a quarter, which is already so much money. Like, more money than I can fathom. Yeah. Sit tight. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> And you already have millions. Yeah. So, oh, God. Yeah. This case just, everyone, I hate everyone in this case. <laughs> yeah. Except for that one Except officer. For that one I'm going to find his name again, just so that we can, we're going to give him props again, because he did his job to the best of his ability. Let me see. And Beth. And Beth. Good job, Beth. Good job, Beth. And it's, uh, Henley. Henley. Otis A. Henley. Henley. You, you deserve a promotion, Good job. man. <laughs> yeah, you did your job the way it was supposed to be yeah, done. Props to you. You're the one good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and also, it's also just icing on the shit cake of just this this asshole. Because like, Mike did it right. He yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like you know, <laughs> you speculate all you want. He's the one who did it. Like, come on. I mean, it may not have been him, but he paid the person who did it, you know? Right. He's the one who uh, he ordered the put hit. the money forward and put the... He ordered the hit. Yeah. He's the one who... Or he did it himself. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, he, maybe he hired someone to get her, and then he, he killed her himself. But... Because she was never found, yeah. right? Right. Her body's never been found mm-hmm. or anything. So... so don't know what happened to her. Yeah, he did it. He he's involved. He's he, if he were charged, he'd get the highest sentence out of anyone involved. Yeah. He did it. Right. So and just this this scumbag this this greedy fucking asshole uh killing this this woman who did so many amazing things in her life. Yeah, this absolutely amazing woman who was very old when she disappeared she was 65 she was she was intending to retire soon and then bring forward the lawsuit and that couldn't right you know go with him but god it's yeah amazing things she did so much good you know and and brought forward like brought the the country and especially Arkansas 
forwards yeah. in time so much, you know, for, for women's rights and mm-hmm. everything like that. And just for, for the quality of life for everyone. Getting right, getting ended by this dude because he didn't have enough money with his ugh, tens of millions. Like, oh, uh, it's it's frustrating. And then having that be covered up by by the cops, like it's it's just pile on mm-hmm. pile, you know. Like, yeah, it's so frustrating that it's extremely frustrating (laughs) and the fact that he still hasn't been indicted like yeah which just shows how far his influence spread you know right but also at this point it's like after the case basically didn't go anywhere in the 80s. I'm wondering if it's one of those things where it's just sat on the cold case list mm-hmm. and the police haven't even looked at it since I'll then. Bet that's what so it they is. haven't even thought. Yeah. I'm sure if someone brought it up, they would go, "Let's do this. Let's finish yeah. this." And if anyone in the the Camden, is that the place? Camden, yes. Uh, the Camden Police Department is listening or something, someone who can bring it to them guys look into it like please finish what (laughs) please finish what the past generations of your your office refused to do because the case deserves justice you know maude deserves exactly maude and all the people she touched and influenced and helped deserve this closure Mm -hmm. you know maybe we'll never find her body and that's that sucks but this is the closure we can bring. Yes. Like, indict, <laughs> indict Mike. Yeah, <laughs> get Mike. Indict Mike Berg, like, ugh, yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, and if you can't, you know, if they they still can't because of his influence or whatever twisted and disgusting sense of honor or whatever they that the the current police force or the people above the police force have that are stopping this case from being solved he's dead (laughs) you know yeah you're not ruining his life you're not you're not helping him in any way like and at this point it's not like the money's magically gonna transfer to the children of those nieces or yeah, anything exactly. so like you're not helping anyone you're just prolonging the confusion and pain and suffering of everyone involved and who has heard of this case you know like mm-hmm. screw your your whatever honor your, or whatever excuse you're coming up with like <laughs> cuz I'll say it again you took an oath. <laughs> like, that's, that's what it comes down to, if nothing else. Yeah. Like, ugh. And maybe they're, they're still there, but in the future, whenever they're not, make it happen, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Ugh. God. <laughs> Just, I've got a bad yeah. taste in my I, mouth. I, I, yes, I'm sorry I've re- uh made everyone's 
blood pressure shoot through the roof <laughs> with this one. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm glad, you know, you chose this case and you're, you're sharing it. Yeah, and, hopefully and... Um, it can bring some attention to it and Maude can get some, some justice finally and everyone can get some closure right. uh, about this. Because, I mean, the last unsolved case we did, that was, you know, that was just through bad luck that it wasn't solved. Mm-hmm. But this one is right. sheer willingness. Corruption. Yeah. yeah. Like, they just won't solve it because they feel like it. <laughs> or because right. they, they feel like they owe it. and Or maybe it's they feel like if they implicate their own police department, then they could get, not in trouble, but you know what I mean. Like, right. get a bad yeah. name. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, hey, you probably already have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stay away from Camden. <laughs> yeah, I would not be traveling to Camden anytime like, soon. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you want to clear your name, indict Mike Berg. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how you do it. And it may sound like... I mean, it's literally the truth will set you free kind of thing, you know? Right, yeah. Like, it's it's better to, to just tell the truth, get it out, than to keep lying and keep causing the people who you took an oath to protect and keep safe to cause them to suffer more. Like, because <laughs> I guarantee yeah. you this case, even it- even 50 years later, more than 50 years later, Mm-hmm. 70 yeah. years later almost 65 mm-hmm. it's yep. still hanging over the town because that's how these cases are yeah because yeah and with how much influence Maud had in her yeah. town it's got to be and how big the case was like you said it was national news right like yes a murder like that hangs over the town and you know, Mike's dead now, but, you know, the people who helped him may not be. No, they probably are. Probably are, too. but the people who who knew, who were involved in, in, who were involved in the corruption, who were, all that, all the people involved in the 85 stuff, they're probably still alive. Yeah, yeah they and, might. Well... Maybe. I'm not sure. It's all going to depend on how old they were at that time and that sort of thing. And how strong, I guess, they feel their connection is, right? right. Because the sheriff, it was his family member who had worked for Mike. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure both of them are still dead. So I'm not sure how much, at this point, people in Camden would still be like, I owe Mike something. Exactly. So, but... And if that's the case, then finish what you started. Or didn't start, rather, you know? Right, yeah. (laughs) Finish what should have been finished a long time ago. Exactly. Finish what Beth and, what was that officer's name? Otis? Uh, Yeah, Otis Henley, I believe. Yeah, finish what Beth and Otis started. Put the nail in it. (laughs) Because you're not helping yourselves. You're not helping your town. You're not helping anyone. The only person you're helping is dead and burning in hell right now. Like... Right. Well, And I doubt 
you're seeing his money anymore, you know? Right. Exactly. Like, because like, he's dead, so his, I it, it spread out. And if his wife's dead, too, then it probably went to their children. But I doubt the children would mm -hmm. want to be involved in that, you know? I know I wouldn't. Right, yeah. No. <laughs> like... If, if we found out that our grandfather, great-grandfather, whatever, had been involved with something, that's when you go, oh, no, he needs, someone needs to get him. Exactly. That should not be in our family. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, maybe his children are like, I don't want to be implicated, you know? Like, I don't want the family to be implicated. Right. But yeah. at the same time, in a lot of these cases, the children are the ones to, to bring forward. Like, yeah. um, with yeah. uh, the Black Dahlia, George Hodel, it was his son who mm -hmm. brought him forward as a suspect. And he's, like, right. the guy. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so maybe maybe it's just because they're rich and or something. I don't know. But Maybe they just they want to bury it under the rug, right? Because you don't want to exactly. smear your name. Exactly. But, you know, now that, you know, we may be getting into children and or grandchildren and great-grandchildren, the... The time has passed, you know, the, there's enough degrees yeah. of separation to where, you know, I don't think the police are getting paid off anymore. I don't think there's an honor system Maybe. anymore. I, there shouldn't have been right. after he died, but... Right, yeah. Maybe the... Sh maybe, for some reason, there still Maybe was. the sheriff was like, oh, I don't want to disrespect my friend's name. I want to respect the dead, which is stupid. Mm -hmm. But like, like yeah. hey, respect the dead, but not if they're Michael Berg. <laughs> not if they're murderers. Not, not if they're Michael Berg. <laughs> not if they're Mike Berg. <laughs> yeah, if they're murderers, then yeah. But well, I mean, that's like last week. How much did I shit on Smitty? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's dead. But but then two weeks ago, uh, we we talked about the uh, the the people on the boat. And we talked about how you should, how yeah. it's good to respect the dead, but they were victims. Yeah, the not ceremony killers. that they have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a big difference. And if you're saying big and, difference, because putting myself in that in their shoes, in the shoes of that sheriff, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, yeah, that okay, my friend, my old friend who is now dead, is mm -hmm. is being accused of murder. I'm going mm -hmm. to do everything I can to investigate this and prove he's innocent. Right. Yes. And if he's not, then that needs to come forward exactly. too. Exactly. Which means that's how justice should which be. Which means he knew. Yeah. This yeah. wasn't. This is the first I'm hearing about this. Go away. This is. <laughs> uh oh. This is coming to light now because of this article and this this investigator who's under me. Is investigating this, you know, doing his job. I can't have anyone yeah. find out about this, which is yeah. a bastardization of justice. <laughs> That's it what is. it is. Yeah. Like, yep. so clearly, at least the sheriff knew. And if the sheriff knows, oh, I, then it had to be then more he, than just then, that. Exactly. I'm sure. But but I can say yeah. I can say definitively, the sheriff knew. 
Yeah. Um, and if he knew, then that means and this was, he can... Hold on. This is the, the sheriff that was in the original investigation, not the one that McLean went to, right? Both, probably. McLean? <laughs> McLean was the one who went well, who looked for yeah. Tom, right? McLean was the... Pro- yeah, McLean was the prosecutor who reopened it after Beth's article. And that sheriff is the one that his cousin had worked for Mike. Right. Yes. Um, and who came and was very... Who did not like that McLean was coming into his jurisdiction without his permission or that whatever. That is who I'm talking so. about. But the, the investigator okay. on the original case, too. Both of them, yeah. I, I guarantee, knew... Yeah. Um, well, I, I give a little more leeway, I guess, to the the one with the prosecutor, the sheriff, with the prosecutor, because there there seems to be a bit more separation there between him and Mike Berg. It was he still stopped the investigation. Like, <laughs> he he did seem to. Well, it wasn't. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into conspiracy theory, right? I'm not gonna say that he killed jack but i'll take that leap <laughs> he did <Okay>. it <laughs> he fed him something but he put a pillow over his face yeah. you know <laughs> but uh, if they're willing well, to cover up murder you know if you hold that for long enough you know if you keep a secret long enough about a dead body what's a second mm-hmm. dead body you know if it means right. keeping that secret it means keeping it quiet, yeah. I guess it depends. Like I said, it's going to depend on what what kind of loyalty, I guess, he felt he had. Because right. as far as I know, it was just his cousin that was related to Mike sure. Berg. Not related, but, but like it worked for him. Right. So, but the thing is... I don't know how far he'd be willing to go for Mike in those circumstances. The thing is... Mm-hmm. It's just too suspicious that he died seven hours later. Yeah, I I like agree. If it was like a I week, a month, something like that, fine. But yeah. that Even day a few days. Yeah. is way that too suspicious. Day. Yeah, after he had been, after he'd been incoherent and stuff, so he couldn't answer questions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he had probably already been drugged. Someone from the sheriff's office probably called and said, yeah. "Hey, the attorney's on his way." do something. Yeah. And he fed him something. <laughs> and it yeah. took effect to where he was incoherent. Yeah, I, I could see even And then he fed him another dose and he died 7 hours later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see even if it wasn't until the sheriff himself was loyal to Mike mm-hmm. because again that separation was there. Um someone above him yeah. could have yeah. been related to that case you know, beforehand and was like, uh-uh, we're keeping this quiet. We don't want our names dragged through the mud yeah, either. exactly. Like... Showing that we were incompetent at that time. And, I mean, and also, the guy had cancer. So, mm-hmm. if he dies, they're not going to run an autopsy on it. And even if they wanted to, yeah. even if the family wanted to, the sheriff's office could just say, no, there's no reason to. He had cancer. Like... Mm. At that point, it makes me think they'd be willing to kill him, you know? Like, yeah. if, if he was, like, a healthy young yeah, man, it's all... then, you know... Yeah, it'd be a little little Maybe not, there. but... <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But if he was sick and dying, then you haven't... Already, you haven't had, yeah, pushing, you him, pushing him into the grave 
Yeah, he's already got one foot in. Just help him at, help, help him with the other foot, you know? Just shove him the rest of the way yeah, in Yeah, like... Uh. So, yeah, I, I'm blaming both sheriffs. But... Okay. I mean, I think most of the police force knew, but... Or at least most of the yeah. higher-ups. Yeah. Um, yeah, the ones who are probably seeing the money. But the thing is, if if the sheriff has it, if the sheriff knows and mm -hmm. is covering it up, then he can mm -hmm. quash any mm -hmm. investigation from the people below him. Yeah. And he can push away the attorney because, oh, it's it's my county, you know, I'm, I'm head honcho here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that bullshit. Yep. But. Yep. <laughs> and and you, you can basically just bully him out, you know? Like, you can't do anything legally to stop yeah. him from investigating. Mm -hmm. But you can you can make his life hell, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you can push him out of the investigation by force. You can brute force him out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Because you have the influence to do it. And... Yeah, the people above him probably knew too. The sheriffs. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee they For did. sure. I I one hundred I yeah, I absolutely believe that the higher ups were the one getting the money so that they would mm -hmm. quiet down everyone below them. Exactly. And yeah. it's Yeah, like and maybe it, it was just that first group of higher-ups uh, after the murder. And then mm -hmm. by the time it got to 85, it wasn't so much that they were getting paid. It's just like, hey, everyone knows you don't talk about this case. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, leave this one unsolved. Let sleeping bodies lie. Which is a terrible mm -hmm. <laughs> thing. For investigators. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. If you're a police officer, please do not. Do not let sleeping bodies let... lie. <laughs> yeah. It's literally your job to not do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do your job. Yeah. So, anyway, in closing, Mike did it. In closing. The sheriff's office yeah. and the police force were involved in some way. At the very least, mm -hmm. in a cover-up. In some form or fashion. And yeah. period. That's it. <laughs> like, That's Mike it. was a douche <laughs> the, who didn't deserve what he got. Like, he, he didn't yeah. deserve to die happy. He deserved to die rotting in a jail cell. No. Yeah, he deserved to die not having a penny of what was stolen exactly. from Rose. Yeah, he... he and not even, he didn't deserve what money he had before that either. No, no. Like, he, he should have never gotten the money. He, he should have, he should have gone to jail for embezzlement. Mm -hmm. And fraud and probably yeah. money laundering. Yeah. Uh, well, because <laughs> he did that, right? Yeah. He, he did yeah. that through the, the yeah. will with the lumber he, company. Yes, he for sure should have seen something for the, the fraud of him getting the deeds um, done that mm -hmm. way. Because 
That was, especially because Rose, at that point, her mental health had declined mm -hmm. uh, due to her, her Alzheimer's. So that was for sure yeah. some sort of fraud. And, and, and having the will go to one of his employees and then to him, that's literally money laundering. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. dictionary <laughs> definition. <laughs> like, so at the very least, yep. he should have gone to prison for that. Before yes. the murder. <laughs> Before the murder. Before the murder, and, yeah. And, like, that being covered up is one thing. Mm -hmm. Because he's hurting people. He's hurting the family. He's hurting the nieces and their families. Yes. yes. But <laughs> he didn't kill anyone. And then he did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. It's, uh, so he did it, period. That's it. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. Close the case. Indict him posthumously. Mm -hmm. He did it. <laughs> yes. So, like, you can't, maybe you can't get the people, the other people who were involved because it's been too long. Mm -hmm. But if you can get, right. but if you can get the head, then it doesn't matter. The case is still closed, right. you know? Yeah. Does it, who, yeah, yeah. Whoever pulled the gun in or pulled the trigger on the gun in this case doesn't matter. Right. It's the person who was pointing at the target. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> like, like, even if he didn't pull the trigger, he loaded the gun and that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you can get the other people, great. But mm -hmm. in all likelihood, they were probably just paid higher. Right. Exactly. Yes. So, and they may not have even killed her. They may have just kidnapped her. Right. Yeah. Because we don't, we don't know what happened to her after she disappeared. Because exactly. we don't have her body. Mm -hmm. We don't know how she died. We don't know if she was just brought out to one of these many, you know, pieces of land that mm -hmm. Mike had taken control over and just left out into the wilderness and she yeah. died from exposure. She could have been beaten. She could have been shot. She could have died in any number of ways. If I had to guess uh, what happened, but we do know I, that she I never would returned. say, if I had to guess what happened, I would say she was kidnapped because there was no sign of struggle or mm -hmm. blood in the home. So she was right. probably drawn out, right. drawn outside, kidnapped. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Which makes me think that Mike would have been there on the scene. I don't know, because I feel like if, well, it could go in one of two ways, right? If Mike was there, she might have been like, I'm not going anywhere near this dude without a witness of some sort, right? Right. Um, or it could smart, be that but... she saw him, yeah. Um, or it could be that she saw him and was like, why is this guy at my house? I'm going out to confront him. Because she had confronted That's him true. before. So, And it could, yeah. it could have been something like... I could see like either way. He was at the door. And he, he was like, mm -hmm. hey, I wanted to talk to you about this. She opens the door. The guys right. grab her, take her to the car. Right. And then they take yeah. her out to one of, one of his lands. One of the real estate lands that he owns uninhabited, mm -hmm. full of trees, 
you know, no one goes near. Go to the middle of the property where there's no one around, no one in eyesight. Killer, be it shooter, Mm -hmm. hit her over the head, something. And then they dig a deep hole, toss her in, fill it up, and leave. Yeah. I don't even have to say a deep hole. It could be childish. They could have just left her body where it lie at that point. Yeah, but... They knew that they weren't going to be investigated, right? Yeah, that's true, but... So... I mean... And I think assuming the only they other were thing thinking ahead, would they would have in... buried her, but... Yeah. <laughs> but, um... I think the only thing I would argue with you is that they didn't grab her while she was at the door. I feel like they brought her outside beforehand because right. of her overprotective Dalmatian. That's true. I feel like that Dalmatian would have gone after someone if they grabbed her at the door. That's true. Um, so I could see if maybe she got like a phone call or mm-hmm. something and was like, oh, hey, you know, something. Well, of course, her car was there, so it couldn't have been far. Maybe someplace close that she could walk right. or even just maybe someone was causing a ruckus outside and she went outside to look and they grabbed her then. Something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. Either way, that's what I think happened. Um, and... Mm-hmm. I don't think her body will ever be found, assuming they buried it. Because, I mean, right. by this point, there'd probably be nothing left. Um, right. Even, it'd probably be just, even the skeleton would be yeah. pieces. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if they didn't bury her, maybe there's something still there, maybe not. But this was 65 years yeah. ago, so probably not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, unless unless they tossed her into a lake, mm-hmm. I doubt there's any body left, you know? And given how yeah. meticulous yeah. Mike seemed to be with his planning, mm-hmm. I doubt he would have done anything short of burying her, you know? Right. Like, yeah. he, he would have made sure she wouldn't have been found. Yeah. Like, even he didn't know where... Like, even he couldn't remember where she was buried, you know, like. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah. If they had found the body, I bet they could have traced it back to Mike, or someone associated with Mike. Yes. Yes. Like, I'd, I'd bet money on that. And mm-hmm. the fact that they haven't, if anything, proves that to me more. Mm-hmm. Because Mike was clearly a man of great influence and a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like clearly, I mean, at least two hundred million. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. <laughs> you know, like at least, and that's not including his own earnings. So, mm-hmm. he could have paid off whoever he wanted, and so. Yeah, I I think we're never going to find the body, which is a shame, but Yeah. As as long as you know, you can close the case, you can close the case. Yeah. So Yep. At this point, that's that's all we can ask for is get an indictment. Bring some sort of justice. Yeah. Bring some sort of closure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, close the case and build a memorial to 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 Maud in in the city. Yeah. 
Yes. That's that's what mm-hmm. you can do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's right the sins of your fathers, you know. Right. Yeah. So, in closing, I know I said that earlier, but in closing, he did it. <laughs> that's all. Like nothing else so next week we're covering California right (laughs) yep we're getting to California covering California because there are no B states which threw me for a loop (laughs) yes it's a little weird when you think about it to go from from A to C but then you're like oh yeah there is no B states we have a ton of M states though (laughs) yeah yeah I imagine so um there's so many M states. <laughs> There's Massachusetts, Maryland, uh, Montana, uh, Mississippi, Missouri. Mississippi, Missouri, yeah. Uh, Maine. Maine, Michigan. Michigan. That's seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe forgetting one. We'll just take one of them. I feel like we're forgetting several. Right. But, um, just take one of those and change the M to a B and then we can have a B one and yeah. we lose one of the many, many M ones. <laughs> yeah. Just make a berry lend. <laughs> there you go. Mm, yeah, we're good. But anyway, so California is next week. Um, diving into the seas with week. episode five. Um, yes. Uh, so, uh, anything you wanted to point at? before we close out? Um, I don't think so. I think you've said everything mm-hmm. that could be said. And I've said my part on that as well. Yeah. Um, for California, it's going to be, I believe, a fairly long one. Okay. So it is unsolved, unsolved. There is no technically unsolved to right. that one. Okay. So. Cool. Yes. So hopefully everyone's blood pressure will go down a little bit. I hope so. <laughs> for that one. We can have fun because... conspiracy talk instead of uh <laughs> instead of frustrating yes, conspiracy, conspiracy talk. talk. Yeah. Yes. Um yeah. So look forward to that because I'm looking forward so, to it. I, I love talking yes. about unsolved cases. Um mm-hmm. they're fun. They're very fun. Um so but it can be frustrating as well when, you know, it feels like the victims or their families or, or anyone has closure to them. That can be frustrating as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. It can be fun speculating. Yes. I'll put it that way. Um, yes. It can be fun talking about what happened and why and where. What happened? What ifs? Yeah. What and, ifs? Yeah. Who, how, why, all that stuff. So... All that stuff. Uh, Until then, uh, have a good evening, and we'll see you next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Stay safe, everyone.